Welcome back to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is John, and with me this time, only in spirit, is Mandy, because Mandy uh, is out for right now. She, uh, poor thing, had some, uh, I don't know how much she wants me to get into it, but she's doing good. Uh, she just doesn't feel 100%, and her main issue is she, she wants everybody to hear her clearly, so she's decided to go ahead and hold off uh, until she is back to feeling 100%, and I'm going to go ahead and let her do that. Uh, but the one thing that she is concerned about is the lack of content that we've been putting out. So she looks at me and she says, John, you got to put something out. So I say, baby, I can't put something out without you. And she said, get your ass in there and go ahead and do it. I said, yes, ma'am. And so that's where we are. Uh, so today I decided I was going to go ahead and tell you a couple of things about a few books, since one of the main things that I've been having her do while she's convalescing is check out some of these books that I, I've just been in love with uh, for the longest time. Uh, but before I do that, I do want to thank uh, the guy who left us a voicemail. Uh, what a doubly thank you, actually, because uh, I did not screen the voicemail before I was like, oh, hey, look, we got a voicemail, and I clicked on it. And right when I did that, I realized if it was a bad voicemail or somebody just heckling us or something like that, that would have been terrible, especially for Mandy, who had just been just like, no, I can't deal with it. But it was very nice, very uplifting. I cannot thank you enough uh, for that. Um, I want to say that the, the movie that you did recommend to us, we have done, I, I think it was We Are Still Here. I think that was episode, I want to say it was like 16. It was very early on there. But uh, love that movie. Uh, it was, it was one of my, my favorites, uh, and, uh, I kinda, I think I need to watch it again, uh, especially once it starts getting colder. I think I need to watch cold movies, uh, in the summer, cause we're down in South Texas. It's, it's hell out there. I think it was 96. Uh, thankfully we had a little bit of shade, but, uh, you know, when we're sitting out there, if you watch cold movies, you can kind of trick yourself into feeling a little bit cooler. Not a whole lot. Uh, it's not going to suddenly be, you know, 80, but, uh, you know, maybe 93, I, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that. Uh, another thing that I kind of want to let everybody know is, you know, in fact, if, if you feel like leaving us a voicemail, uh, reach out to us. We're at anchor.fm and then it's everything scary at 3 a.m. Just search for us. We're the first thing in there. Uh, the only thing under, <laughs> under everything scary at 3 a.m. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, comments, jokes, I will be screening them from now on uh, beforehand. So if you want to cuss us out, go ahead, do it. I can take it. I can handle it. Uh, just reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Another thing is, is that if you were a fan of our Telluride Horror Show movie marathon thing where we were going through them and judging them all and we, we were very excited about two movies, one of them uh, is actually at Walmart right now. We were able to pick it up. It's the 100 Candles game. Uh, at least it was when we watched it. Now it's, I think, 100 Candles. It's just 100 Candles, but it's the same movie. And uh, I, we were super excited. I think it was 10 bucks. Get it. Go out there. Go. Get it. Uh, I cannot recommend that movie enough. Uh, I, I can't recommend any movie enough from that whole set except for Spare Parts just because that one was goofball. Like, if you are into that kind of thing, then more power to you. But I cannot. I just cannot. It was very disappointing for it being, like, the main American fair at that whole Canadian owned show. Like I know they weren't owned, owned by the Canadians, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to tell because everything was from like, I think it was Raven feather or something like that. Whoever it was, it just Canada, 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 uh, especially, uh, was it, um, faking a murderer, which was like so Canadian. You could smell the poutine. Like there was a Tim Hortons in every shot. You almost felt it. 
But uh, other than that, just just go out. Go to Walmart. Go pick up some other ones. Uh, I know Spare Parts is actually there as well. That's why I kind of bring it up. But uh, 100 Candles at Walmart. I think it was 10 bucks. Give yourself a treat and uh, have it for... Uh, have it for for halloween i mean it's that's coming up it's it's close enough it's it's uh what the 18th so yeah go enjoy it uh and so that kind of gets us into the books uh that i've been recommending for people and i i've i've tried to recommend these i don't know if i've recommended these specific books already on the series i know that we were trying to do that for a bit but manny just could not get to the point where she was reading a lot and she was getting pissed at me so i'm gonna take this time out and go ahead and tell you all my favorite books uh then that's gonna start out with mr shivers by robert jackson bennett uh, i'm gonna go ahead and read off the the back of the dust jacket kind of thing uh just because this one is short concise and to the point some of these other ones like uh i i think it's uh one of the ones coming up it was like two pages of back like i was like how do you fit like the little you know this is the greatest book ever stash some guy on the internet.com or something like that or hey i liked it okay John at everything scary at 3 a.m. I can do that. I'm just saying I'm available. But uh, this one, this one's nice, concise, short to the point. I, I love it. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and read that out. It's uh, in the ruins of the Dust Bowl. Thousands have left their homes looking for a better life, a new life. But Marcus Colley, uh, Conley, sorry, uh, is not one of them. He searches for one thing and one thing only: revenge. Because out there, riding the rails, stalking the camps, is the scarred vagrant who murdered Connolly's daughter. One man must face the dark truth and answer the question, how much is he willing to sacrifice for his own satisfaction? This book is unique for several different reasons. It's got kind of a novella feel. There are definite breaks in between some of the action points. But it's also taking place during the Dust Bowl. And it's not in the, oh, we're in the cornfields, you know, kind of 1923 or whatever the heck that Stephen King movie was with the guy who played Two-Face. Uh, this one is riding the rails, being a hobo. In fact, I think on the Amazon, if you go to Amazon uh, right now and try to find the book, uh, the first thing that you'll see on there is a circle with two lines on it, which is actually hobo uh, tramp uh, stamp. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's hobo signals uh i don't remember what that one means but uh i think it means just ride the rail but uh it's it was so interesting to see that i was like oh wow i i know that what is this is this about hobos yes it is about hobos and murder uh and the way that uh bennett was able to portray Connolly uh was amazing now i listened to this book and i always suggest that people listen to the audiobook it makes things a lot easier it's also why i know how to pronounce people's names for the most part, because that's that's all I'm going with. If I heard you say the name, then I got it. But if I'm trying to hear Lothlorien and I didn't have somebody say it, that's coming out. I don't even know what it is half the time. But this one, the reader has this deep gravelly voice and he's talking. He's like, I'm going to find that man. I'm going to find that man who killed my little girl. And I'm like, damn, this is good. And the fact that it takes place during the 1920s, there's actually a Dust Bowl part. There's people running around in kind of these weird Hooverville-style tent cities. And, and some of them are in these... Uh, there's there's places that are good, places that are bad. Everything is just terrible. And it's this, this feeling all over of weariness. Like, the world is about to be die and be reborn like there's there's something coming and that's kind of what i i always looked at the dust bowl era of america as being there was a, a time frame coming up and that's 
like this is this is that deep breath before you jump into the lake kind of feel. Uh, so really cannot suggest that one enough. Uh, Mr. Shivers, Robert Jackson Bennett. I picked this one up from the library. So if you've got like a Libby app or OverDrive or half a dozen other little connectors for your library, go ahead and check it out on there. Uh, the next one is going to be Clown in the Cornfield by Adam Caesar. If that's not Adam Caesar, I'm going to have to tell Adam Caesar because I got him on, on uh, Twitter. Uh, you got to get somebody to fix your uh, your audio name because uh, that is how they pronounce it. Like I, if they say Adam Caesar. I, I read it. For some reason, my mind goes like, that's not how you say that. But no, it's it's how Adam Caesar is spelled. So uh, this one uh, is actually pretty fun. Uh, let me go to read that out. Quinn Maybrook and her father have moved to a tiny, boring Kettle Springs uh, to find a fresh start. But what they don't know is that ever since the Bay Pen Corn Syrup Factory shut down, Kettle Springs has cracked in half. On one side are the adults who are desperate to make Kettle Springs great again. And on the other are the kids who just want to have fun. Who want to have fun, make prank videos, and get out of Kettle Springs as quick as they can. Kettle Springs is caught in a battle between old and new, tradition and progress. It's a fight that looks like it will destroy the town. Until Frendo, the Bay Pen mascot, a creepy clown in a pork pie hat, goes homicidal and decides the only way for Kettle Springs to go back is to cull the rotten crop of kids who live there now. <laughs> um, this is not the first Adam Caesar book that I've ever read. Uh, that one goes to Video Night. I am a fan of video stores. I I miss them. Uh, just because it was like a library that you could go in and there were videos and you could pick them up for like a dollar uh, near the end. Not at the beginning, because that was like five ninety nine. I remember that. But uh, it's... That one, unfortunately for me, kind of fizzled out on the end. This one, on the other hand, very much has the uh, kind of a Mike Myers purge uh, kind of feel to it. Uh, and, and none of these people are safe. Uh, I think one of the characters that I, I was like, oh, well, I guess we're going to get her a lot. Because uh, she was introduced very early on in the book. She was, tuck, tuck, tuck. Uh, yeah, not so much. Uh, but uh, I will say the, the character of Quinn uh, was pretty good. And uh, the other thing that I was really surprised by was the fact that they made uh, talking about the clown, the syrup clown, uh, rather disturbing. Like, you were, you were, like, I was getting chills. Like, I, I, that one's a really good one. I don't know if that one's going to be on the library, but I do know that it's on Audible. Uh, so my suggestion is give it a check there uh, if you got them. I think they. I don't think it's one of the free ones, uh, but uh, you can. You know, you get a credit if you you join up. So definitely check that one out. Uh, the next one is gonna be Home Before Dark by Riley Sager. Now that one, uh, really good, <laughs> really really good. Uh, unfortunately, that one has like a nearly like huge. It's like a full page of backstory going on. Uh, let's see. Maggie Holt is used to such questions. 25 years ago, she and her parents, Ewan, Ewan and Jess, uh, this is ter terrible. Anyway, you know, I'm not even going to go through the background on that one. Uh, a girl whose parents, uh, kind of Amityville. Now this is, that's kind of the, the way I love it is she's having to deal with her parents having done an Amityville. They, they wrote the book. Uh, it was a huge sensation, very much like Hell House, uh, in like, now she's all grown up. She does uh, 
fixer-uppers for houses, and she's decided to go back to that Amityville house, which is this huge sprawling. It, it reminded me a lot, the description at least, of the House on the Haunted Hill uh, from the Netflix series. Uh, so it's it's got that big sprawl going on. Uh, so I was like, oh, you know, this will this will be great. You know, do this. Um, and uh, a lot of horrifying things happen, but there's always this kind of question in the back of your head that is what's happening actually hauntings or is she losing her mind? And the fact that they were able to keep that going as long as they do during the, the book, because it's a fairly long book. I think it was uh, 11, 12 hours long. Uh, it was pretty good. You feel the the main character losing her her ability to understand what is real and what isn't. Uh, you also get her obsession. She is obsessed with finding out what happened to her father because her, her father died, uh, but she was estranged to him. And that's why he, he had kept a hold of the mansion this entire time. And while she's in there trying to renovate it, she's learning a lot of different things about her father, and that's what keeps the mystery going. Uh, and finding out all these different things, it was really, really good. Uh, so again, that one, uh, library for that one, cannot that one's just check it out because that one's uh if you liked hell house if you liked uh especially if you liked hell house because it's got that kind of vibe where people are trying to science things and it's not doing very well and if you like the the house on haunted hill um the first house on haunted hill netflix series uh this one's one for you definitely works uh we've got revival by stephen king uh the reason why I put this one on there is because not a lot of people are giving this one a look, and I don't blame them. There is a lot that happens in the middle of it. Uh, a lot of people think that Stephen King has kind of lost his footing since the uh, the car accident. I'm kind of one of them. Uh, I think a lot of his stuff was a little bit more edgy beforehand, and definitely now, especially when he's spending a lot of time on, on Twitter, whining about this and that. I mean, if you want to talk politics, more power to you, but Steve, come on, put something out that's good. Uh, and, uh, you know, this one is good though. I enjoyed it. Um, there is a lot of the normal Stephen King, just rigmarole in there. Uh, him having to deal with underage smoking, um, people being bullies to the character, uh, weird first time sexual experiences, all that weird stuff that you don't really mind out of Stephen King books, but you're like, okay, can we get on to the horrifying shit? That's in there. But... The interesting stuff in this one is that it is probably one of the better Call of Cthulhu, like, Elder Godsy books that I've I've gone through in a lot lately. Uh, there was actually a short story that came through um, No Sleep uh, that was, I think it was one of the Christmas ones where uh, people were getting yanked up out of their, uh, their uh, chimneys. They were getting yanked out of their chimneys and they were being pulled in this terrifying world of smoke and ash and dead bodies and that's where you went when you died and all this other kind of stuff and that's the vibe that I was getting out of Revival was you keep seeing these little bits where it's it's a little bit of of lightning and, and everything is about lightning. Uh, we have a, a priest who has lost his, his faith uh, you know, for a very good reason. I can't blame that guy for losing his faith. Uh, but he is is just entranced by this by the the thought of the lightning, this living electricity, and he's got this idea, and he keeps refining it. And then you have the main character who is going through his entire life. He's a very young kid when he first meets the, the priest. Uh, later on, he's a burned out, you know, coked up like rocker guy. I think he played rhythm guitar or something like that. And as you see him later on and you move through his life, like this this person that he continues to run into is doing more and more 
experimentation while he is just kind of living this shitty life and he's he's definitely living this life it's it's all of those bits that you have for one of those Stephen King ones where it's it's just like the guy is is not doing well with his life oh he's, he's coked up and yada 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 uh and it's it's amazing to see the transition over time but I can also see a lot of people being turned off by that because there's this whole portion right after uh, the first main part of that series, like just uh, the the instances in the book, the the main like energy, like there, there was a big rising action and then it, it, it was done. And then you have this probably a good, I want to say hour. So that's probably about like a hundred pages or something like that. I don't even know. It, well, probably not a hundred, but like 50. It's, it's like three or four chapters long of just wanking. And you're just sitting there going like, dude, can you just get on with it? Please stop basting the turkey, put it back in the, the oven. It needs to cook some more. We need to get that fire. You're not letting the fire happen and you're letting the bird get cold, which it does a couple of times. Uh, that being said, when the action is there, it is like, like pulse pounding. This is actually one of the only Stephen King books that was able to get me a chill. Uh, and that's not easy. Like he does really good shorts, but when he has enough time to work his characters up, you get interested. Yes, but you're not going to be terrified. Duma key was not terrifying, but it was pretty good. Uh, when you were, uh, finally getting into the, the ending part, uh, you don't have to deal too much. I don't think with those, those bits that you normally deal with, uh, the, you know, fundamentalist christian angry people and then you've got the uh the bullies i mean i think there is like to some extent so you you can do your stephen king drinking game if you really want to but not a terrible amount so you don't really have to deal with it uh finally is gonna be world war z that one's by max brooks now if you've seen the movie with um oh god who was it i think it was brad pitt uh don't worry uh that movie has nothing to do with the book in fact the book uh doesn't even take place during a uh a zombie apocalypse like a lot of people were thinking because of the the, the movie uh it actually takes place after this is a look back on the world war z it has nothing to do with the actual war um you're not seeing a photographer guy go through these things and a lot of the the stuff that they do with the zombies i'm not going to go ahead and spoil it just in case we ever watch that movie and i can bitch about it then um but you don't that doesn't happen uh you're not dealing with you're you're dealing with you know zombies who are just eating machines they don't fiddle around they just nom 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 so that's pretty cool um, the other thing that I would really suggest if you can is go ahead and find the audio version of this one. Cause it's got Alan Alda in it. It's got Mark Hamill in it. Uh, it's got, uh, Greg Turturro. I want to say it's the name. It's, it's the guy from uh, secret window, secret garden. Uh, or is it just secret window? I can't remember. It's secret window, secret garden is the, the name of the Stephen King, uh, short story, but I think it's just secret window, but it's, it's that kind of stuff. Uh, like there are big people in this book and it's good it's really good and to hear all these people go into different uh things you actually had one guy who was doing an afrikaans voice and if you have never heard somebody with a lot of energy go into afrikaans it's one of the interesting ways to do it um and then uh i think he was actually also doing it it was it was really good there is a lot of good stuff in that book um cannot 
suggested enough. That one, if you have, and the best part about it is because they're all separated by different readers, uh, you can actually listen to them in bits and pieces if you need to. If you're driving on to work, but it's only going to be a 10 minute commute, you got enough time to listen to one of the, like one or two of those things, I think. I think the longest is like 30 minutes. I can't really remember, but uh, it's really good. Uh, I think you you might want to have, uh, listen to the audiobook first. Uh, you may need to get the book to get the unabridged bit. There's, I think there's this whole bit with like the Canadians and in the International Space Station saving people and all this other kind of stuff. And it was really interesting to, to read that, but uh, I don't think they voiced that one. They may have done it later on, but definitely not during the version that I was listening to. Uh, so those are my five books. Uh, check them out. Go to your local library. Li library is one of the greatest things to be able to go to do. You just go in there and they give you things. Uh, I mean, you have to bring them back. Yeah, but it's like, can I borrow that? And they're like, sure. It's it's amazing. Uh, the other thing that I kind of want to get into, is, let's say that you like these books, but you want to go into something that's a little bit long form. Uh, there are three series other than, say, the Jim Butcher, uh, Harry Dresden Files. I don't really consider that one horror uh, because there's just goofball stuff that keeps going on. But there's three of them that are actually very horror-y. And I'm going to go ahead and suggest those. Um, first is going to be the Joe Ledger series. I, I, you probably heard me talk about that one a bunch of times. Uh, that's by Jonathan Marbury. And Marbury. Not Marbury, because I keep saying that. Uh, I think it's Marbury. Now I'm, I'm confused and scared, because I may be seeing it the wrong way. Uh, but the Joe Ledger series is basically this guy having to deal with hyper technology uh one of the people that he's fighting is uh a nazi uh guy who's fixed cloning and uh to the point where they brought back like you know i'm not even gonna get into that one but they're um you know they're having to deal with gorilla men and i think one of them was like oh the very first one is zombies somebody figured out how to make zombies uh, which was and it's it's dark stuff there's a couple of supernatural elements in there but everything else all the main stuff not the stuff that connects through the rest of the books but the things that are happening during that book they are these they're they're, they're horror tropes so you get zombies you get dragons you get all this other kind of stuff but they're the uh they're explained through science they're things that could be happening because of us uh, I think one of them is like a rogue AI. You got to deal with that. You got to deal with aliens. You got to deal with Cthulhu for the past of them. The only problem that I will tell you is once you get to, I want to say like the 10th book, they switched over to, to doing a separate series. Uh, and the problem with that is I think he plateaued. I think he got to the, the there's a power creep. And once you get to Cthulhu, I mean, it's kind of hard to go back to zombies. Like you've, oh, we've done zombies. We did zombies. You can't keep going back down. Uh, really good though so get into that uh again go for the audiobook because the reader guy for this one uh, i've heard him do a couple other books and he has this sense of timing that you would not believe it like there are parts where you will laugh out loud by listening to this guy it's amazing uh the next one is going to be the monster hunter international series i Forgot to look up the uh, the author for that one. I've got them somewhere. Uh, this one is a little closer to kind of... I think they even made an RPG on it. But this is very much the, um, you know, spec ops. We go in and we kill off the uh, the the things that are, like, mystical in, in nature. Uh, one of the guys that they're killing, I think, was a vampire. They're having to deal with vampires a lot. Um, I know that they run into a dragon at one point. There's a lot of interesting stuff in here. One of the, my favorite bits that they've done in this is in canon, they actually have elves 
in a trailer park like they're all the elves that you you meet are rednecks and they're the the funniest things i think one of them is like her name is like darlene and she's into one of the guys like what are you doing out there darlene we gotta go kill us some elves <laughs> or like no she's like she's like i can't believe you hanging out with no goblin darlene that's just wrong <laughs> just like that is that is the funniest thing that i've ever heard like i would have loved to have seen that <laughs> in the middle in the middle of uh, Lord of the Rings for that. Legolas, what are you doing? You going out to, to kill that? Daddy, I'm going out to go ahead and stop that, that evil eyeball. He's out there. He's going to kill everybody. Yeah, don't you be coming back here again then, son. <laughs> it's just like, oh, wait. I, I love the, oh, my God, Aragorn, are you are you asking me to marry you? Oh, my God, we have got to go. I don't even know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up. We're going to get registered at, uh, at Kmart. It's going to be the greatest thing. <laughs> I love I love this whole series. It's it's really fun. The RPG itself is actually pretty good too. So if you like books, like you like that kind of urbany fantasy feel to them, but you actually want to play them, uh, I haven't been able to play the Dresden Files one, but I did play a little bit of Monster Hunter International. So that one's available if you want it. Uh, the last one is going to be Spell Salt and Steel by uh, Gail Z Martin. Uh, the main character for this one is uh, Mark Hoichik. Um, and it's uh, very nice because it's episodic. Uh, you're dealing with these separate episodes of a guy who has decided to kind of be a, a protector. Uh, so he goes out and he deals with the weird things. So you're not just dealing with uh, him trying to fight vampires. You're not dealing with him trying to fight, um, you know, just ghosts, although he does. Uh, you're actually dealing with him. Uh, he's, he's dealing with a lot of other things. One of the interesting ones was uh, he is dealing with American folklore uh stuff there was a uh I, I, it's not a snallygaster but it's something very along the lines of that it's those those goofball uh you know axe dog axe handle dogs and uh, uh hoop snakes and uh bolo cats uh it's it's that kind of of uh I, I think they're like fierce creatures I think is what they're called but they're those those tall tail, uh, creatures that people would say that they saw uh, in the, you know, like, or try to use to explain, like, well, how come the axes are gone? Well, there's a dog that goes out there and he eats them and he looks like an axe and you can't see them. You know, it's it's that kind of stuff. It was these tall tales that we used to tell during, like, in forestry areas and stuff like that. Um, and it's so... I was tripping out on those. Those are really good. Uh, if you, you get a chance, check those out. Um, that one, I think, is... I think they condensed a lot of the uh, the stories into one, uh, so you got. Um, I think it's the first four uh, in an audio uh, form. So if you feel like listening to that one, that's pretty good. If not, then you've got uh, a couple of short novellas that you can go through. And speaking of novellas, uh, there are two I do want to go ahead and go recommend for you. Um, first is going to be Night of the Mannequins by uh, Stephen Graham Jones. This one is amazing not for what is happening it's amazing for the amount of insanity that the main character is able to express uh there's this whole part where i would not have been able to like i i hated the characters just because of the stuff that was going on but it was it was very much like you could see him losing his mind like and you could kind of understand the train of thought that was taking him there but it was the wrong train he shouldn't have been on it and he just kept going uh nobody asked for his ticket uh and it, it was really just the internal logics that they kept going through. And it stayed consistent um, with what was happening to the main character in that one. Uh, that one 
is is really good again it's a novella it's a little bit shorter than everything else i think it was about two hours when i did the audio for it if you have uh, I, I picked that one up at the library really good uh give yourself you know if you you don't want to you want to go mow the lawn or something like that you want to do some outdoor yard work you don't have a lot of short stories to listen to that one is good another one that is interesting is uh house at the bottom of a lake the house of at the bottom of a lake I put the A in there because there is, I think there's a movie called House at the Bottom of the Lake that's coming out. I don't know if these guys are, are the similar, but um, this one's by Josh, uh, Josh Mallerman. Uh, and this was a really surprising book. A uh, little bit coming of age, a little bit um, kind of horror-y. Uh, but uh, this guy uh, it takes a girl, or I think I think it's the first time he goes by himself. But they go and they find a, a secluded lake, and at the very bottom is a house. Uh, and they teach them how they they become obsessed with it. They they're going down there. They're trying to figure it out. They're first they're skin diving. Next they're learning how to snorkel. Uh, you know, and then they're they're starting to actually scuba down there. Uh, and everything in that house is normal, including the gravity. You pick things up, and yes, they'll float away, but otherwise, the salt shaker is going to stay on the counter. Uh, you know, things are not floating. There's air pockets, yes, but there's other things that are going on. Uh, I mean, and there's, I think, one of the more... I've, I've never been as freaked out because of floating shirts. Um, this one... I will say the ending is kind of funky. So if this was made into a movie, I really hope that they have the raising action and everything like that a little bit better. Uh, but this one was was kind of weird. Uh, and it was kind of interesting to see what, what happened near the end of it. I, I kind of realized that they were running out of steam. Uh, the author was uh, in the middle of it just because I was just like, where is this going? This isn't isn't happening. What's, what's happening here? Um, so that one kind of like, mm, I don't know if you're going to really, really like it, but I enjoyed it a lot. And if this is similar to the the movie that's going to be coming out, give it a check out because it's it's not a waste of your time. <laughs> you know, it's the best part of it. Uh, you're going to be sitting there. You, you'll at least enjoy it, I, I think. Uh, I have listened to a couple of ones that were complete waste of my time. Soon was very much like that. Uh, there was a couple other ones that I was just angry for having listened to, I was so mad, uh, and, and none of these though are, are that that kind. So this one is is a lot better than than those guys. If I ever think of what those are, I'll probably put them up on Twitter. Uh, which you know, if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, reach out to us e s a t three a m e s a t three a m. That's gonna be us on Twitter. It's gonna be us on Facebook. Uh, give us a, a chat at our Gmail at uh, it's e s a t three a m at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out on our main website. Uh, it's www.esat3am. Uh, and, you know, we'd love to hear from you. So check us out on Anchor FM. Go ahead and leave us a voicemail. Until next time, hopefully I can get Mandy to come in here and you won't just have to be annoyed by my voice <laughs> the entire time. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you, you like these kind of things, let us know about that too. Maybe I can come back here and I can tell you about movies or games or, you know, anything else that you guys want to talk about. You know, leave us a suggestion. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Again, I want to thank you guys so much for your patience with all this. Uh, Mandy is, is she really wants to come back on here. She just doesn't feel like she'd be able to do, you know, any of the stuff justice. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm going to be making sure she, she has a swift recovery. And uh, next time, uh, hopefully she'll be here with me. So we'll see, until that next time, we'll see you.